0: Welcome to Bridget Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists and musicians. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Electric Kiwi. And I'm singer,
1: songwriter, and multi instrumentalist Marcio Novelli from Canada, a man who wears many hats, literally and figuratively. And I have a new one here, Jack Skellington. When I'm not releasing music under my own name or my side project, Midnight Soundtrack, I'm producing and mixing records for other artists or directing and editing music videos and music documentaries. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as my name, Marcio Novelli. Deep breaths. Deep I know, right? <laughs> that's a long. That's like I a know. long
0: extended sentence <laughs> yeah it's it pretty much is um our new shirts have arrived They're I not new anymore don't know why uh, they're not new that's like force uh, of habit you're saying that we have yeah, shirts I let's know. just
1: say we have shirts available on we our We have site. shirts <laughs> we're Seven wearing the right now. if yeah.
0: you like what you see you can buy the shirts not us on our website uh, there's true. a link to the, to them in our show notes so uh go grab one
1: that's right and uh i mean we're in february now uh, which means that we're that much closer to spring, but also that means that my new acoustic EP, The Reimagining, is coming out very, very, very soon, um, which I'm really excited about. Uh, but you can actually get a pre-release of it if you go and support my upcoming full-length solo yeah. album on Pledge Music. So basically all that is explained by going to marcinavellicom pledge. And uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing music with you. I'm excited.
0: That's it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, enough about us. Our guest Never. this week is Brendan Brown of Weas. Uh, Weas are perhaps best known for their hit teenage dirtbag, but their story goes far deeper. The band have remained unsigned and unmanaged for the last eight years and continued to write, record and tour 15 years after their inception. That was the anthem by the way of my teenage years just so you know with five
1: studio albums released since 2000 album number six is currently in the works the band are also in the process of releasing volumes one to eight of pop songs and death a series of EPs available exclusively from Weedus.com as multi-format pay what you want digital downloads with a band biography that includes lawsuits lineup changes interstate art heist investigations and more we're excited to find out more about Brandon and also the advice he'd offer to his fellow musicians so let's this is gonna be a really exciting interview
2: hey Brandon
1: welcome to I the show
2: it. thanks for having me <laughs> no worries I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm after interested. that intro I feel like we're in a band together now
1: we are that's it yeah it, it's happened well let I mean let's just get awkward we already made things awkward in the intro and uh, have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know
2: Oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> hard to come up with one. Um, know, right? <laughs> well, um, well, first of all, we're uh, the bio is a little out of date and I apologize for that. We're, we're on, uh, we just released the first single from album seven. Uh, album six, the Valentine uh, LP came out in 2013. And we got sucked into a, a pretty heavy touring vortex after 2013 with the uh, we went over and did our fifteenth anniversary, and then we were invited by Busted to go open on their arena tour, their reunion tour that they did in May of two thousand sixteen. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm saying all this, and I know I'm, I haven't myself caught up with all of it, but um, <laughs> but uh, well, thanks things... for the clarification.
1: Ross is our researcher, and he failed us. This time. It's he didn't fail. It's, okay. oh, it's not his
2: fault. It's probably our fault. We're we're <laughs> notoriously terrible for putting up. Th- New information. I, it's my fault because I, although we have the infrastructure to to get the news out to people, I am s- still tr- struggling to care about things <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm generally for the first thing would be that I'm generally preoccupied with the idea that people have better things to do than know anything about me. <laughs> um, that would be first. The second is if you get past that and you actually want to know something about us, then. Um, uh we are still kind of stubbornly obsessed with making records uh, that are recorded in, in an analog format, not not to tape. I think tape is a big pain in the ass, um, primarily because there's nobody to service tape machines anymore. The techs are all, like, dying off. But, um, but we record without using any sort of uh, Pro Tools editing or auto-tune or time-stretching or... Uh, heavy eq and compression um we record to to a one bit uh audio multi-track system called sonoma dsd which is an artifact of the early 2000s that that never went anywhere It was designed to like replace tape and it's the resolution is really high on the on the on the stream so um but uh so we're kind of that's that's our, one of the reasons it takes us three or four years to make an album. Um, that and, and we're independent is budget stuff. Um, and the other thing is that I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of, of Satan. Um, I, I'm, I'm a hardcore atheist. You could even say anti-theist maybe. But, but the notion of the devil fascinates me. Um, and the, the way that, that, that f- f- imagination affects people is incredible. And I, th- I think it's fascinating and, um, you know, we I can't tell if we're slipping back into sort of another dark age of, of, of theocracy and stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like it sometimes, but um, but at any rate, it was a big part of my early childhood and, uh, and early teen years, the whole uh, Satan music thing, and I'm still kind of obsessed with it.
1: I love that, that you use the term anti-theist. I kind of almost like that better than atheist. I usually call myself an atheist, but... I like the idea of anti-theist. It kind of explains a bit more of what your non-belief system is, I guess, or what you stand for and don't stand for. I really like that. I'm going to use that. Sorry. Yeah.
2: yeah, (laughs) My my belief is not a belief at all. It's it's a fear of the the organized um, tyranny of of myth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's bad for all of us.
1: Especially right now. (laughs) This is uh, kind of the epitome of it. I think happening, at least for the 21st century. But, anyways, mm. onward.
0: And, uh, yeah, moving, we, <laughs> we got moving so onwards. dark
2: so fast. <laughs> it I, did. I, it I did. Like it.
0: <laughs> uh, up my alley. PM. I like the way our show twists and turns. It's like some kind of movie sometimes. Um, so as a as a band, you had some pretty huge chart success in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think, and for some reason I remember Teenage Dirtbag hitting number two in the UK charts.
2: You're correct. May- wow. Yeah, it's, that was, yes. uh, yeah. A but lot of people know get why that I wrong. Remember,
0: but... Do you know why I remember this? And this is such a sad fact about me is I used to sit up in my room and listen to the radio every Sunday night when they would do the charts and I would write them down each week on... A big sheet of paper And I had a folder That I could go Oh that one went up three That went down two And I would track that From probably 96 or 97 Until 2004 When I moved Away for college Do
2: you still have that folder And can I
0: buy it? Um, You can definitely buy it If it still exists Somewhere at my parents' <laughs> you, house You need to publish that man oh That's uh, Well Did you know But you know what's funny Is because Like this is before I really had the internet So I had to just rem- When I was writing down The song names And the artist names it was what i heard them as and like right. there was some that were really now, not now that bad. is
2: i i knew that it was pre internet just because i am from pre internet yeah. but um, the fact that you you so i'm assuming you you have sort of like m- misspelled everything Oh not
0: everything I was a good speller Come on right. Brendan i mean <laughs> You know what? I did pretty well in English uh, But no There was some things like I. The only one Like the specific example I can remember was uh, That Faithless song Called Insomnia I, uh-huh. I don't know if that was A big hit over there It was huge over here But I didn't think It was called Insomnia I thought it was called In Sonia <laughs>
1: <laughs> completely different, different meaning. It's s- a whole other song. Oh
0: my so, god! Yeah, so I written it down as that's insomnia because it it's, it's mostly instrumental. It doesn't say insomnia in it anywhere. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I've, I've gone off in a complete tangent there. Uh, yeah, those if I are can your find folder, you're, 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 I You should
2: hold on to those those things, man. Those are that's how your your mind interpreted the world at the time. Those are very valuable. That the the, the more the internet kind of stacks up its bits of data and and fake news and whatever else. Mm-hmm. The 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 more rare and special something like that that actually mm. has original pre internet mistakes in it is going to be you know and that's that's priceless. Yeah. That's you, the music geek in me. <laughs> so um so yeah
0: from that tangent kind of back to the non tangent <laughs> of the question. Uh, so yeah you've you've chosen to remain unsigned and unmanaged uh, since the early two thousands. Can you tell us a little bit about why uh, and if it had anything to do with the experience you had on a major label? I saw a quote mm-hmm. in your bio uh, where a record executive uh, lost his cool and challenged you to, I, I want to say, leave the label or something along those lines. And then
2: and you said, I, I think his exact words were something along the lines of, um, if you feel that way, then you can take your damn record and get the hell out of here or oh, something wow. like that. Um, But well, that so it, my, my feelings about the industry industry kind of predate my being involved with it because in 1996, uh, shortly out of college, I started working for, a, um, a computer company. Um, I say that with poetic license, they were, a, they were a VPN company. They built uh, virtual private networks for wall street and stuff. And I was a service manager there sending all the techs out on, on jobs and I was learning things and, um, I didn't have a lot of computer experience prior to the job, but I caught up quickly. And, um, the guys who ran the company were these two sort of like cool, like long haired dudes who were into rush and stuff. And they were, uh, it, the company was right in the center of in times square, right in on 46 and, and seventh and right around the corner from all the big music stores, actually. And, uh, this is before times square had the pedestrian walk and all that stuff. So, um, they knew I was in a band and knew I was into rush and all that. So we had that little commonality, but they were saying things like, man, you know, music's going to be free. And this is like 97, 98. And they were kind of like, kind of trying to impress upon me the the fact that the CD contained software that was a a piratable piece of code and it was going to get out. And it was, it was inevitable. There was nothing that could stop it. And they knew that because they were, they were big data guys. They were like, you know, like building giant servers for banks and things. And um, and so, I, I kind of had that idea before I got, before we got signed. You know, I was a little nervous about that being a thing. Um, no one was sure about what was going to happen back then. So, you know, everybody's opinion was taken with a grain of salt. But, um, but as it started to kind of creep in that direction... Um, around the time that we got our major label deal, which was the um, toward the end of 1999, um, three years or th- or two years after I was told that music was going to be free, I uh, started bringing that up with the people at the label, and they were they had no idea what I didn't even know what I was talking about. They had no clue. They didn't know. They did not know that the, that what they were selling was data. They had no idea so um there was a disconnect from the very start on on just the very the the structure of how business was was going to happen and then when we got our first when our first record came out and had its first week of returns they were like oh man you you know you you got you sold 19,870 copies and and uh What's really important? You failed to break the psychological barrier of of twenty thousand records from your first debut week. You know what? And I was like, I said that I was like, well, well, you know, what's going on on Napster? Like, you know, what's happening there? Like, are, are the sh- are any of these like sort of burgeoning sharing sites doing something with the song? And, it, and it turned out that they were. Um, it was huge on. Was LimeWire alive back then? What was the first? For me, it was Napster. So- <laughs> That's what I was using.
0: Back yeah, then. I, I remember Napster and LimeWire. Yeah. I remember there being a crossover that they
2: were, they were around at the same kind of time. Look, even, even back then, even though we knew that it was sort of trouble for the old school people at the label, we were kind of excited about the fact that that was happening at all because we, didn't, we were a localized you know, New York City band that had 300 people who knew about us and would come to our shows. And that was it, you know? Um, so the fact that this, like this internet thing was making people have our stuff was incredible, uh, even though there was no money going back and forth. And, and then over time, it was apparent that there were a lot of influences at the label that didn't reflect the relationship we had with our A&R guy, which was actually good. Our A&R guy was a vinyl collector weirdo who had a corner office and he was, um, really really into music and exceptionally knowledgeable and uh, he was cool with us producing our own records and turned out we came to find out that the the way that that, that had gone through the gates the notion of us being self-produced at Columbia Records was that um, he had he had kind of told everybody that that was how it was and, and if you don't want it then don't then don't do it but that's how they do things so he was like kind of really standing up for us oddly at a time when that was an unpopular thing to do But A multinational corporation Is way bigger than one guy Um And as we got through the Columbia system For releasing records in Sony Australia and Sony France and all of that stuff We we got further and further away from his ability To protect us And, and found ourselves kind of Having to huddle together And um we kinda got really angry with all of the like assaults on what we did. Like everyone was trying to give me a, a less Paul to play. They hated my acoustic guitar and they wanted me to put on leather pants that were tight and you know it was just one one of these early things I had um that I really felt comfortable with on stage is I dressed like the guy from uh have you ever see a movie called The Last Dragon from the eighties? No. no. It's like a it's like a um it's kind of like a Karate Kid knockoff, only it's much, much cooler. In my opinion, it's a better film. But the kid in it is kid. this kid, Leroy, who dresses like... Uh, he wears, like, those cheap Chinese suits from from down on Canal Street. And I used to buy those and wear them on stage with, like, these big Kangol hats and stuff. And it was, you know, it was, couldn't really see my face all that well. And, and I, I liked that, you know. I wanted it to be, like, this character. Um,
1: exactly. Sort of
2: like... Yeah, like some like urban ninja kind of thing. Um, sure. Because that movie really inspired me. and I was my favorite film, and and uh, they were so not into that. They were like, well, it makes sense that this would lead you
1: to becoming not only an independent band but also a self managed group. You know what I mean? Which I yeah. think is phenomenal. Um, you know, for I, I strongly urge many independent artists to do this. But you know, having been where you guys have been and also to remain self-managed now you know i guess what i want to ask you is how do you balance all the different things that you need to take care of
2: N- not always well to be honest <laughs> like updating um, your bio <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right, right. um i spent a ton of time uh making the music re-recording Dude. the drums mm-hmm. i mic everything myself when i set up the drums and mic everything myself and dial in all the preamps and and all that stuff and we spent a lot of time actually sculpting the music and um and the reason is because i you know i want it to i want it to sound like nothing else and and be part of the experience for me is exploring new sounds or, or a new way to make the sound that we're that we're trying to accomplish but that doesn't necessarily jive well with management or people who want you to churn out and and be, have something out for Christmas and all that right. well, stuff. Also also yeah.
1: being self-managed, I mean, like you guys have been through a lot more than I think the average band's been through. You know what I mean? So at least if you had, you know, someone, I guess, protecting you or managing you, it might have been a little bit easier. But I guess that's the downside of it, right? So the plus size, you have full control of everything, but the downside is shit happens to you and you you guys have to take care of it. I mean, the intellectual property theft, interstate art heist investigation, like we mentioned in the beginning, the list just keeps going on, you know. Um, so, I want there to be a movie about you guys. <laughs> no, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll direct and edit it. Okay, we got it? Yeah. Um, but I do want to ask you, you know, regarding all that stuff, is there maybe one specific uh, trial or tough situation that uh, you've been able to turn into a positive?
2: Well, everything everything goes into your experience baskets, and then you you use it to be positive in the future, so you don't fuck up again. But um, what what I <laughs> what I it, it's funny you mentioned the word trial because we actually had a trial. I I sat on the witness stand and was cross examined. Oh um, my gosh! In uh, in in New York Supreme Court, and um, ah, uh, what what had happened was uh, we f- uh, we had a manager who took more money than he deserved. He we fired Classic him. Story, yeah. Yeah, we fired him for that. He sued us for firing him, and then he lost. Um, That's good news. But the, the two years and $60,000 on legal fees <sighs> oh, later, God. and we won the case because I had kept every little piece of paper, and there was a post-it note in his handwriting that kind of, like, cracked the whole egg no way. for him. Um, that was a, so stressful and so scary. And it was, like, it was this feeling of, like, okay, since I was 11 years old, I wanted to play music, you know, like do music. And somehow, without going to music school or engineering school or knowing anybody in the industry through your family, I actually got a major label record deal and that song was appreciated by people. And now this guy is going to sue it away from me. Like... And it's all going to be gone. And the thing about management contracts is is it's 25% or 15% or 20%, whatever the percentage is. If the guy's not doing the job and bringing that money in, it's an unaffordable cost. So, but the problem is you only find out after it's too late that he can't actually do the job and bring that 25% to the table or 15%. So, um you kind of, it's a very dangerous game signing a management contract with somebody. A lot of people are ethical and will let you go, but I don't think the majority of people are like that. I mean, your your manager really has to be like a member of the family, like a, true, a truly right. trusted, you know, you know this person is never going to do anything to harm you because it's 100% in his or her best interest not to. And that's really hard to find. I mean, it's just really hard to find, you know? Um, it's kind of like love. Like, tons of people mm-hmm. go their whole lives without having a real love affair and then die. And that's just the way that it is, you know? Like,
1: well, you're making me feel better about being self-managed and not having a manager or a label or anything behind me. You're making me feel a lot more confident about that. So, thank yeah. you.
2: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a royal pain in the ass sometimes. Like, of course. You know, I wanna, when I'm looking at a contract and I get to, like, the, the 20th page of a contract and I'm like, oh, I can't afford to have an attorney what, read right. this. I, you know, right. I, I have, I don't have the money to to make sure this gets done right. I will have to do this like it's homework in school. Yay, you know. Um, and while you're doing that, none of the music is actually happening, and you're not getting better at what you do on exactly. stage. And yeah. and it's like it sucks. But um, but that's why we've slowed our our cycle down. You know. Um, I would prefer to be happy about a record that I put out every three years. Than to have all kinds of like regrets about the ones that we churn out every six months. So you could not be making me feel better right now. Let's let's get uh, let's let's do a fun little game. Let's do
1: uh, twenty questions. You ready? Okay. All right. Let's do this. Coffee or tea?
0: Coffee. Meat or veggies? (sighs) Veggies. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Indie or major?
2: (laughs) Mm, Oh wow, that's tough. That is such a loaded...
1: <laughs> What's the first answer that came to your mind?
2: Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> we <stumped> Inger? <Injure>? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yoga or yogurt?
2: Oh, man. Um, I love yogurt, but yoga.
0: Canada or Scotland?
1: One of our feelings are going to be hurt, so, I mean, you just got to do it anyway. Scotland education or experience
2: experience
0: marvel or dc
2: oh man <laughs> you guys are going to get me in trouble with with <laughs> we asked four the tough people on here. my twitter <laughs> um uh marvel cd or vinyl vinyl talent or attitude talent star wars or harry potter you already know the answer to that. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on your Twitter. PlayStation
1: or Xbox? PlayStation. Iron Maiden or ACDC? Oh! <laughs> that one hurts. I, I saw physical oh. pain on that one. He's
2: actually I know. In
0: pain. I did, and bear in mind, I did create these questions <laughs> because I wanted this to hurt. Yeah. Because you're a miserable <laughs> you're a sadist. sadist. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the ACDC. Oh, God, that, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, well
0: you've, got, you've got a few more tough ones coming up, so keep that down for, for the moment. Batman or Superman? Oh, man. This one should be easy. Superman. Twerk Ooh. or work?
1: Did you say twerk? No, maybe. <laughs> no, what did you say? <laughs> twerk or work? You can, you're also allowed to twerk while you work. Ironically
0: course
2: yeah both at the same time <laughs> i mean i do so
0: michael jackson <clears throat> or michael bolton mm-hmm. M- michael jackson
1: <laughs> no you don't like the bolt power <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly celine dion or marilyn
0: manson celine dion whale or kale
2: a whale, as in w- uh, like whale meat, that no,
0: just whale whale more, kale. no, just as An yeah,
2: we'd a, a living whale over, t- over dead kale. Is that sure. what you mean? Oh, you sure, know, that. we could even think or of it in terms
0: whale. of as, emo- as emojis, so it could be the whale emoji or the kale emoji, which probably doesn't emoji? exist, but no, it would just it be green whale, it would just be a pile of green <laughs> crap. Wh- whale, as long as it's alive
2: <laughs> and, and able to breed a whale,
0: <laughs> bet Midler
1: or the riddler, bet Midler. And your
0: final question, mm-hmm. Ross or Marcio?
1: Yep, we went there.
0: And just in case anyone doesn't know, I'm Ross, and that's Marcio.
2: Yeah, I know, I know,
0: I know. Oh no, we did have one guest. We, <laughs> we had a guest who didn't understand.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm gonna go with Marcio. <gasps> Because yes! Ross is a bit of a sadist, and he got the he got the <sighs> Scotland answer and all that.
0: Yeah. Brandon,
1: you have no idea. This might be my first win in months, so thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what you've done for me right now. <laughs> 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 oh, well, you know, going back to the whole being unsigned and and uh, and unmanaged, although you you are managed by yourselves um, for the past ten eight years. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> I, just quickly, what would you say to other bands who want to do, uh, take a similar approach?
2: Well. I don't think anything that I know is applicable because I think that the whole entire affair is, is shape-shifting so fast. Um, but, uh, I think that you, the, and I think that conventionality is kind of the, the danger that you're going to have to find your own way and it's going to be built on mistakes and, weird things and and on the unexpected and to some degree um a willingness to uh, let go of the things that you thought were going to happen or hoped would happen and kind of roll with what what you can get and what you can do um just be prepared to alter your plan it's like that that leonard leonard cohen lyric like forget your perfect offering you know like like there there's something there's something wrong with every single situation and in particular the one that your your notions are built on like your dreams and notions are built on this situation that you think you're going to be able to build for yourself and it's you might not know it but it's got holes all over it you know it's broken so um learn how to use the broken version of your dreams (laughs) we're
0: all guilty of maybe holding on to the initial ideas that we have and not being open to the other things that happen that may actually take us somewhere else. Um, and speaking of going somewhere else, where is the best people for fine? Oh, <laughs> my my sentence gave it's up like as it was coming out of my mouth. So what <laughs> I was going to say there was, what's the best place for people to connect with you online?
2: Uh, Twitter, a hundred percent. Um, I know it's, I know it's kind of fading and it's gotten violent, and it's got lots of Nazis on it now, but I still like Twitter for some reason. Um, and that's where I have the, the sort of the best um, musical conversations with people, you know, um, people who like our music and people who don't. And um, um, you know, occasionally I'll get into like a big, long thread with a rush fan, just because I'm also one um a huge one and um uh that's the that's definitely the spot to connect with me personally so
0: yeah so if people want to if people want to find out what you're up to if they want to debate with you about you know who's better michael jackson or michael bolton i'm sure you're (laughs) gonna have some angry bolton fans on your case if you want to debate with us on twitter um feel free. You'll find us on there. We're on Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. You can't really debate with us on iTunes. You can just listen you to us. Yeah. And on YouTube, you mean you could debate with us, but probably not just debate with us on Twitter or <laughs> Facebook. Uh, you can also visit our website and you can pick up one of our shirts, which, uh, we obsessively talk about and wear every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, Speaking grow, of which, I dead. actually look,
1: I go into my closet and I just have a whole, like, kind of like Superman. I just have a whole bunch of Bridge Atlantic shirts to choose from. Every a, Tuesday. He's actually
0: burned all of his other clothes because he needs no other clothes because Why? he's got seven Why shirts, one in each color, one for every day of the week, and he yeah. just rotates them <laughs> we go. That's how he Here lives his life.
2: You guys right. are like the Blues <laughs> Brothers. There we go.
1: And as for me, I'm working on my second solo album. And as I said in the intro, uh, you can be a part of it at slash pledge. And when you do that. When you contribute to the new album, you get an automatic download of my um, new acoustic EP, The reimagining before it's even properly, officially released to the world. Um, so make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all my name. Marcia Novelli, M-A-R-C-I-O-N-O-V-E-L-L-I. I only do that because people have told me, how do you spell your name? Well, that's how.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, how long have you been making records, Ah,
1: <sighs> Over a decade as a solo artist.
2: Okay, uh, now I have something to catch up on.
1: There we go. I don't have that much music out, though. I, I Being okay. independent as well, it but takes you, a long time. And our, I've had two kids uh, as well, so it's slowed down. Yeah, well, that's I'm the, back, that's at year, back at um, it this year,
2: baby. Back at it this <laughs> year, baby. Our most recent uh, single is exclusively available at com mm-hmm. right now. Um, and will not be on the uh, download sites iTunes for a little while. So we're giving it some time on the website first. Um, I like that. Yeah.
0: Everyone Thank should check it out. And speaking of, of websites, uh, I am working on websites for various artists at the moment. And you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as electrickiwi. Um, please don't tweet me to tell me that I should like Star Wars because I'm really <laughs> sorry, but I just don't. And you'll find me on Facebook as Electric Kiwi Design. Um But yeah, I'm open to conversations, just not about Star Wars. Thanks. Same here. I love having conversations on any social media platform, especially Twitter and Facebook.
1: What? Facegram? I Facebook just said Facegram.
0: Facegram. That's
1: better than that. Facegram, the, yeah. there we go. Um. Anyway, actually, I like Facebook. Or Twitter. Instagram is cool, too. I think Twitter. Twitter's probably my favorite, too, Brandon. But anyways, this I episode can't. was brought to you by Chris Keaton, Joe Centenary, Buck Naked Soul Company, a vegan soul company, thumbs up, 30 Roses, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out, because they help to keep this show alive so that we can interview great artists and interesting people like Brandon.
0: That's <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> And if you'd like to sponsor the show and receive a free t-shirt, again, I'm always on this talking about God, these t-shirts. Visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Also make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube And I, oh, I did this again. <laughs> what is um, going on with us? YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Oh, man. I did this before.
2: Oh, you I need to start that, I just man. keep no, you inventing what? You social know what?
0: networks just in my this-
1: sleep. Just subscribe to us on youtubes everybody. It's as simple as that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Leave us a comment. You are a genius, Ross.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I just I just can't help it. I'm so, Zuckerberg's going to hear any, that. He's going to be like, me, like oh, God. get me. Just get give me Ross any Barbara two things Smith. and I'll, I'll combine them,
1: you know? <laughs> if, oh, my God, Brandon. Yeah, seriously, man, this has been such a true pleasure. Um, Little, di- <laughs> little disclosure to our audience. Uh, this is our actual first interview that we are recording in 2017, even though it's coming out this is this you're currently listening to this in February, but this is our first interview of the year. And uh, we thank you because it's, it's been a lot of fun and uh, you're just a great dude. It really has been a true pleasure.
2: Oh, thanks, guys. That's really nice. Yeah, it's been fun, man. Um, as tired as I am. You guys are, are really happy and fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard,
0: please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes.
1: You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome. And we'll see you next week.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.